0: A left for the doom doom bip. Doom bip. Doom doom bip. Doom, doom bip. Doom doom bip. Doom, doom, bip. Doom, doom bip. Doom doom bip. This is the Hoffcast. Welcome back, Hoffcast listeners. To another episode of the Doom Doom Bip Show. This is the Hoffcast episode number eighty-eight, closing in on a oh, 88, My high school football number. Can't stop number eight-eight. Well, I, nobody could stop it, but nobody. <laughs> it, didn't, it doesn't matter when you're the wide receiver, uh, because unless the ball gets thrown to you, then it really you, you're kind of a non-factor. And uh, that this is the plight of the wide receiver, right? He's um, he's out there. He feels like he's talented. He feels like he's doing everything he needs to do, and you can still do all that and not get the ball thrown to you. So you can't make catches if the ball's not thrown to you. This is why wide receivers are divas. This is why they're head cases, because they do everything right, and still the game is out of their control. Uh, that's why I much rather... Enjoyed the games where I got to play quarterback, you know, before before I was a senior in high school, I played uh, quarterback like as a backup or, uh, you know, in junior high B team quarterback. And it was fun because you were in on every single play, but you go to wide receiver um, and now you, you have no idea if the ball's coming your way. And uh, it's a different it's a different mindset. Um, and <laughs> I remember there was one game where I always felt like the post route. Uh, I was wide open. Okay, I always felt this way because the post route is you run straight up the field, yeah, ten to twelve yards, and then you cut to the middle of the field. And there was no defensive back that like saw that coming. They don't know if you're going deep or what. So you make that cut at the right time, and you've at least got a step on the guy. And so if you got a step on the guy, you're like, just throw it to me. I got a step. And I remember one game. I I probably had two or three steps, and I. I, I didn't get thrown the ball. I come off the field, and I look at my coach, and I go up to him, and I, the receiver coach, and I said, hey, uh, dude, the post is wide-ass open, okay? And he goes, okay, okay. And, you know, you say that kind of stuff. You don't think they're listening. Um, but it didn't matter because we didn't then go to the post or anything like that. But then we get to game film. We always watch game film on the Sunday before uh, Monday morning's practice. And uh, or Monday afternoon's practice, and and I get notes in my grading sheet that says, you were not wide-ass open. And then we watch the film, and I am wide-ass open. I've got steps, man. Hit me. I'm open. And I realize wide-ass and open and got a step, those are different things. But in my mind, a couple steps, that's wide open. Just throw it out in front of me. I'll go get it. Um, Whatever. And it didn't it didn't help. And I got reprimanded. And uh, ugh, oh, well, <laughs> oh, well, high school football it still bothers me. It's still about this, is how competitive I am still. I will sometimes think about something uh, from high school football and get mad at myself. Like I'll just grip the pillow extra, extra hard. And I'm just like, Hoff, that was a long time ago. What is your problem? Well, so what still haunts me, still haunts me. Maybe things have been different. Maybe things have been different had I not done things that way. Maybe maybe I would have gone uh, to the next level. Um, anyway, lots happened since our last podcast. I've been having some shows. I did uh, weekends where the shows in Appleton, Wisconsin. Thanks to everybody that came out there. We had two sold out shows and then two you know fairly well attended shows. So that was that was good. Um, had a lot of fun up there working on the new the new hour. Although I'm a coward because i've got this huge chunk that i was doing pre-pandemic and it was starting to get good but it's high energy and i ha- i did not do it at all last weekend so it's still amorphous like i have not done that joke in a year and a half maybe maybe so <laughs> we'll see how that goes i got i got shows coming up so hopefully i can do it um doing like a corporate gig uh this week so those are usually, those are usually a little bit, uh, sketchy. And so you don't know what to come from that. Um, they can be, I mean, don't get me wrong. They can be super fun, but I've also done the ones where it's not set up well. And like the, you know, there's a buffet right next to the stage. People are constantly coming up and getting more potatoes. You're like, come on guys, we got to focus here. I can't, can't make it laugh. We got a mouthful of mashed potatoes. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully they do this one right I had a show with Cable Guy in Deadwood, uh, South Dakota, which is where COVID doesn't exist because um, I was talking about it on stage and everybody's like, what? What? What are you saying? Like, they treated me like I was the idiot. Like, I mentioned COVID and they looked at me like I was a moron, which I get it. It's not impacting your world as much as it has impacted other people. But don't pretend like it's not in the news. Don't pretend like it's not a thing that people are going through. I mentioned it and everybody's like, what's the big deal? You know, we, we still had Sturgis, you know. The, the state flag of South Dakota should just, <laughs> I mean, I can't believe they still had Sturgis in the middle of this thing as everything was blowing up. It's just like the state flag should just be like, bring us your tired, your tattooed, your wrinkly, your Harley hog riders, just <laughs> whatever, because they do not care. Um, I mean, we had a show with 1800 people in a packed room, no masks. So there you have it. And you know what? I think it was fine. I think we were okay. I think we're on the back side of this. A lot of people are vaccinated, and um, and you know the the doctors and stuff. They figured out how to treat it a little better. Still a dangerous disease, but I think I think we're on the right side of it now. Um, so that's good. Because right in time for Big old Hoff's tour, we still don't have a still don't have a doggone name for this tour but i'm getting press pics taken later so hopefully i can figure figure out some sort of direction that makes sense and is fun for everybody um that i don't mind saying five thousand times over the course of two months there's not every radio show and tv uh interview i I gotta make it so it's not embarrassing right i I gotta make it so it's not like this ridiculous thing that i can't stand by the end Well, we'll get it figured out We'll get her figured out. Um, this Saturday is the, or maybe it's Sunday, is the stupid, stupid boxing match between that internet kid, um, Logan Paul, I think, or maybe it's his brother. It's one of those big, tall, blonde, bimbo guys that, that are just, they're annoying. Is what they are. Like, people watch them because they're audacious and it's like, annoying. you never want to be friends with them. Um, and he's fighting arguably one of the greatest pound for pound boxers of all time, Floyd Mayweather, which, if Floyd doesn't destroy him, then it's, it's a horrific thing for everybody. Like, now you got to listen to this turd uh, for years to come saying how he beat this. I mean, I know it's an exhibition match, it doesn't count toward anything, but they're still going to both make millions and millions of dollars doing this fight, and Floyd better just shut him up. Like, you better get tactical and just take him out, because I don't want to listen to it anymore. I'm sick of it. He, him and his brother are fighting, and everybody, by the way, they're like, what What are they, 25 years old, maybe? And every single person they're fighting is like in their 40s and just been sitting on a couch for the last decade. Like, fight somebody your own age. What are you doing? Like, fight fight somebody in their prime. Like, if you're going to talk all this trash and you're going to act tough, like, at least fight somebody in your same category, okay? Like, I know. I, I mean, I, I know it just from athletics. Like, from hanging on to playing intramural sports or, like, uh, you know, rec league football and rec league basketball. I know. Once you get on the back half of your 30s, you can't – you can't – Physically compete with the guys that are in their twenties. Like I just look at them, I go, they have what I used to have, and I, I no longer have that. So what do you like? You can't talk all this trash and beat up people that could conceivably have grandkids. Like okay, you can't beat up grandpa and so I'm like listen, I know Floyd's like forty four. I'll bet he, I'll bet he is a grandpa. I'll bet Floyd Mayweather is a grandpa. That this if if we're taking bets right now. I would say it's better than a 50/50 chance that Floyd at age 44 is a grandpa because when you're when you're a professional athlete, you know, the women flock to you and uh, <laughs> and I mean he could have been he could have been messing around when he was 18, boom, uh, then his kid turns 18 when he's 36, 37 and that was 7 years ago. So, I mean his kid could be 25 for sure could have a kid. Especially if you're Floyd's uh, kid for sure, let's look this up. Floyd Mayweather Kids. Let's see. Okay. So he's got Zion. Let's see. I wish it would tell me all you need to know. Okay, Floyd Mayweather's children, all you need to know. Here we go. All right. So father of children, 21-year-old Cronin. So okay, so he was twenty-three when he had his first kid. Okay, so we got a twenty-one-year-old, a twenty-year-old, a nineteen-year-old, and a seventeen-year-old and he is only one of Mayweather with brothers who have a different mother okay uh floyd made the weather's children mm. no i don't see any grandkids although okay other relationship No, Zion, 300 pound wait wait when when is this article written cuz this could have been okay so this is just from january of this year so this is this is modern We'll see. Does he does his kids have any kids? Youngest child uh going from a parent. Uh let's see. How, how what's a better way to Google search this? It should be a game show, it's just people learning how to Google search. Floyd Mether Mayweather grand grandson this is something that comes up. Kentrell Jr. Floyd Mayweather 44 has a grandson named Kendrell Jr., the undefeated boxer's oldest daughter, Ileana. Uh, reportedly gave birth to a baby boy in January 2021. Boom! Pay up! Venmo Nicholas-Hoff-1. Hit me. Uh, grandfather. See, he this Paul guy is going to try to beat up a grandpa. So, like, don't run around talking trash, okay? There are two generations behind this guy that are closer to your age. Well, no, the grandkids, 24 years apart, there's 19, okay? But his kids are your age. Like, fight somebody your age and stop talking trash, okay? I'm sick of it. And listen, now here I am giving him press, talking about it on my stupid podcast. Um, ugh, I should just delete The last five minutes of this thing. I'm so sick that I'm covering it. I don't want to. Okay. Never again. We're not talking about it anymore. I hope Floyd destroys him and that's it. But I I refuse to watch. I refuse to do the pay per view and make both of them rich. Because that's what happened when Floyd. What I will talk about is when Floyd fought somebody his own age in Conor McGregor. And Conor may be a few years younger, but it's not this. giant difference. But they're both they're both trained fighters, like it was an interesting thing, although it would have been cooler if, you know, if connor could have cuz he's coming from MMA and now he's got a box and Floyd is in the boxing realm. So it would have been much cooler if connor could have like thrown in like one kick around. Let's give you one kick per round, okay, to get it just a little closer. Like I know it's not fair for you to go up there and put a chokehold on this guy who's only thrown punches his whole life. But let's give you one kick. Okay, Floyd's got to prepare for one kick every round and then it'll be kind of kind of fun. Um let's see. I'm um I'm about to do some automobile repairs myself. <laughs> I Got a little spunky and watched a couple YouTube videos. So what happened was we've got now we're one car family now uh cuz we don't we don't go anywhere. And so uh, we have the minivan, and a couple years ago, the sliding door um, on the little girl's side, it, it, uh, it stopped sliding with the automatic button. Like, if you pull the handle, it automatically slides open, but the button that releases it stopped working. I was like, whatever, it doesn't matter. I always have to help her out anyway. So that wasn't a big deal, but now the other side has stopped working, And so I'm like, okay, let's get this fixed. And then I was looking at it it as like six hundred dollars to go take it in somewhere to have it repaired. I was like, eh, right. I'm not gonna pay six hundred dollars for something that's a hassle, right? Like it's not like it's not like a mandatory thing that the car needs to operate properly. It's like this thing that's a convenience. And so I'm not going to pay $600 for convenience, okay? I'll go open the door or pull the handle or have my kid pull the handle themselves. They've they've been getting away with it for the last couple weeks. So I Googled it, and I watched a video, and I watched a guy do the same repair as what I need to do. And it looks a little involved. Like, you got to take apart the sliding door, which is a scary, daunting task because then everything has to go back in the same way. (laughs) Like, I don't want to screw it up worse than it already is, right? And that's the fear of doing this thing. But, you you know, in the moment you feel like, oh, I can remember where that screw goes. I, I just put this over here and I'll know it goes there and this over here and I'll know it goes there. Like it's, you know, but then if inevitably you forget or a kid comes over and he's like, what's this piece? And he moves it and you're like, ah, oh, I had a system. I had a system. You can't move my system, but you can't yell at a kid. He's just being innocent. So he's, ah, oh, damn it. And, uh, but you got the YouTube videos which are, you know, they're not great. It's like grainy footage of some, you know, overweight guy that doesn't know how to point the camera quite right and he skips a part and you're like, Wait, whoa, 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 how'd you get that off? What just happened right there? Like you skipped a whole you skipped a whole section. Like he, he fast forwarded through it. He's like, I'm sure you know how to do this. And the one thing I will say that I'm not sure about is, uh, he says there are two screws on there that are secured with Loctite, which I had never heard of, but apparently it's just like some kind of like adhesive that like keeps the screws in place. And they said like, those will give you a hassle. So you got to like heat up the screws. Uh, he like, I had a soldering iron, so you just heat them up until they start to smoke. And then you can you know, they'll just come right out because you've got you've gotten rid of that glue. And I'm like, this feels like something I could ruin quite quickly. Um, but I've got that to look forward to. And I've been putting it off. I was supposed to do it today. supposed to do it today. But then uh, then Sarah took kids to the beach and I was like, well, I need a good chunk of time because it, 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 the, the car is going to be out of commission. While I'm doing it, right? Like I, I'm gonna have to have the door open, and I'm not a hundred percent sure. Whenever I deactivate, you know, will it still latch? Was done, so uh, so I, I I gotta have at least you gotta give me an eight hour window. I don't conceive that it's going to take me eight hours to do the repair. Although I gotta boot, do both doors, um, but at the same time, like I need I need the window. Like I can't have the pressure of hey, we gotta go uh, you know, we got a doctor's appointment in, in a half hour. So you got to hurry it up. Like, I don't need that monkey on my back. I need the time to like get into it, screw up, be able to go to the (laughs) auto body shop to pick up the new screws or whatever. Um, or come back upstairs and, and watch the YouTube video 72 more times. So I know what the hell I'm doing, but I have successfully repaired things in the past. So, I feel like you know odds are on my side, and the more I do, the more confident I get you know by the by the time i'm i'm fifty i'm going to be you know having the engine up on blocks, just like taking them apart and putting them back together that's the dream right that's the ultimate man thing. If you have a car in your garage that you're quote unquote working on, that to me is the sign of like a man's man or if you have like a machine shop in your in you know in your basement or in your garage if you got power tools in your garage that are like permanently placed you're like this is where i do my power tool work and not like me where you got to pull you know the saw out of out of the box that it came in and out of your storage and then like dust it off and plug it in like if you don't have to do that that's not manly okay what i do is not manly but uh you know if you've got a workstation at your house that's a man thing. And it does, I guess it doesn't matter if it's woodworking or car, but that's like a man station. And that's the dream, is to be able to do something like that. I would love to buy like an old muscle car and like rebuild it, you know, over the course of a year or two years. And then finally one day when my hair's, you know, completely going and I got a headband on or something like that. And I got grease under my fingernails and I got, you know, seven beers in my system. And I, I turn that key and it fires up. And I'm, oh, hell yeah. And I, you know, I just watched fast and furious 27 in the, in the house the night before. So I, I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. I got the same amount of hair as Vin Diesel and I'm ready to ride that is the dream, right? You're getting in trouble in the house, you just walk out in the garage and fire a couple pistons in there or whatever. <laughs> People that know about cars right now are going, fire pistons in where? Where are you firing pistons? That's not part of a... Like, there are pistons in a car, but I don't know what you would fire them in. Uh, I think they fire on their own if working properly. I don't know. I could be wrong about that. But, uh, nevertheless, I'm going to work on these sliding doors. Um, if anybody's had experience with that, don't don't be afraid to reach out and tell me. Don't be an idiot, Hoff. Pay the six hundred dollars, or just continue to open the door yourself. But the the part that I have to repair is a tiny little. It's a tiny little motor. They, I mean, I ordered two of them, and I think they were four dollars each. So eight dollars plus five bucks shipping, like thirteen bucks, and and a couple hours, and and I'm gonna fix this. It's gonna be so satisfying. It's going to be so satisfying if I'm able to fix it. Especially coming up on this uh, on this summer tour, we're gonna be driving the van quite a bit, so it's gonna be beautiful. But you, every time you push that button, I'm gonna be like, I did that, I did that, and I'm gonna look at Sarah. I'm gonna be like, Yeah, you like that? And she's like, Congratulations, thanks a lot. You know, I missed uh, I missed the night out with the girls because I couldn't take the car because the window fell out when you were repairing it. Okay, you know that, you know that still happened. I was like, Hey, listen. Are you happy that you can push the button? Are you happy you can push the button right now and the door opens willy-nilly? Ugh. <laughs> I can see this going horribly wrong, especially now that I've sort of spiked the ball on the 1-yard line. Uh now that I've bragged about how I'm going to do it, like now I sense that uh <laughs> I, it's not going to it's not going to go over well for old Neckhoff. Hoff. I can I can sense it. But nevertheless, I'm going to give it a shot. And hopefully, yeah, worst case scenario, worst case scenario is I don't fix it, but I'm able to put everything back together. I guess that's not worst case scenario. Worst case scenario is I ruin one of the two doors, okay? And then I really have to drive it over there with some twine attaching the sliding door to the front door uh, with the windows down. That's, I guess, worst case scenario scenario. Um, or I think I fix it and the door flies open on the interstate and, you know, I lose somebody <laughs> out the side. I guess that's worst-case scenario, but what I'm saying is, like, you know, if I'm smart about it, then worst-case scenario would be I don't get it fixed and I get the car back together. And then I'm just like, you know what? We'll just open and shut it. And I throw away these two parts and I pretend like this never happened and you guys keep your mouth shut, okay? Keep your mouth shut. You think you want to talk about it? You want to you remind me? in a couple of months that I didn't get it done that I'm not a man and I will never have that Camaro in my driveway you want to tell me that no shut your mouth (laughs) don't don't rub it in my face that I can't get these things done because I'm going to and by the way here's the other thing that's that's both awesome and stupid whenever I work on something with the car like no matter how simple or uh, mundane it is always drink a beer (laughs) always which i understand um can impair your judgment and and maybe make you a little uh but i think you know you got to have a beer out there you're working on the car you're you're you got a ratchet <laughs> and you're firing pistons as we say in the biz um then you gotta you gotta have a beer my friend um Oh, anyway, I'll let you guys know on the next podcast how that turns out. But we are going full bore on this tour, and we're doing uh, started doing some tour press. I uh, started doing some podcasts out there, guys. Check out the calendar if you haven't yet on nickhoff.com. Check that out. It's going to be embarrassing if I go out there and some of these uh, some of these markets that I've never done. Uh, myself, like Fort Collins, Colorado, I'm doing the new club there and, and, uh, I'm excited for that one, but like, don't, don't make an ass out of me. Okay. If you live in that area, pick up some tickets, get a group of friends together and tell the world, like, I don't want to be, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, leave these places with my hat and hand tail between my leg with my sliding door, not operational. Like I, I can't have all this happening. So check, Check the website Uh, really quick. These are some of the cities I'll be hitting. Fort Collins, Colorado, um, Arlington, Virginia, Hastings, Nebraska, Kearney, Nebraska, Lincoln, Nebraska, Omaha, Nebraska. Um, I said Chicago, right? Um, Let's see. What else is on there? I'm trying to think what else is going on. Uh, Arlington, Virginia. I said that. I said Louisville, Kentucky. I, said, I might have said Lexington. It's Louisville, Kentucky. I'm at the Caravan Comedy Club. So make sure you check all those things out. Still adding some dates, so be on the lookout. Also, if you're not if you're not subscribed or you haven't rated this podcast, go ahead and give it a five star rating. Write it a review. It all helps. Get on my YouTube channel. I'm posting new things on there, Instagram, Facebook. You know the deal. It all that crap helps. It's stupid that it helps, but it does. I can't. I can't communicate with everybody without these social media things, so that helps me be able to do that and get out information quickly. Um, and thank you for listening to the podcast. I, I I hear all the time you guys listen. Sometimes I get down on myself, thinking, "Ah, who cares?" Um, but you know, because I'm just talking into the void. I'm just talking into my little uh, Zoom recorder here. Sitting, sitting alone in my in my office and you think who I'm sending this out into the ether and you see people are listening. But you don't if you don't hear from people, then you just say, ah, what the hell? Like, what? (laughs) What am I even doing here? I hope I'm bringing some light to your life. And, uh, you know, because this last year has been really challenging. So I'm hoping that uh, you guys are are getting something out of this like I am, by the way. I just wanted to say, if you haven't, I just want to do a little quick Hoff Recommends. Don't think twice. Take his advice. This is Hoff Recommends. Um, I don't know if I've said this before, but Apple Plus has two great shows, and they're in the second season of Mythic Quest right now. If you haven't seen that, it's Mac from Always Sunny. It's pretty dang good. So check that out. It's on Apple Plus. And then also Ted Lasso on Apple Plus. Maybe my favorite show of all last year. It's Jason Sudeikis, and he's just amazing. Um, so check that out. And then on Netflix came out uh, sort of a comedy special. It's by a guy by the name of Bo Burnham. And uh, he, he was like a YouTube star as a kid doing comedy just in his house and doing these funny songs on his keyboard. And I always kind of hated him because he was younger than me. I think he's like eight years younger than me. So when I started comedy, he was 15 or something. I'm just like, look at this 15 year old turd. Um, and, uh, but he's really developed into kind of an interesting guy. He's directed a movie. Uh, he starred uh, alongside uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal or what's her name? I, I don't know if that's her name. Um, uh, in a woman, uh, promising young woman, which if you haven't seen that, it's a trip, man. That movie is a trip, but it's pretty good. Promising young woman. Um, and then, and so he came out with a new special that was recorded all inside his like studio studio. Uh, over the last year, and you kind you see him, you know, get hairier and hairier as he's let his hair go and his beard go and stuff. He's an interesting guy. I don't necessarily recommend watching that unless you just kind of want to be, um, unless you just kind of want to like zone out and like see something interesting. But it's not it's not altogether that funny. It's just kind of interesting, but it's long. Instead, what I recommend is to YouTube this. It's the tail end of his previous special which was uh, Make Happy, Bo Burnham, Make Happy. And it's the last, it's the last like seven minutes if you just type in Bo Burnham, Kanye rant. And then you watch that last seven minutes. I don't know if you guys are going to find that as interesting as I did because at the end he says some poignant things about, you know, what it's like to be a comedian and the relationship between the comic and the audience. And I found it to be very, uh, very interesting and inspirational and kind of sad and all that and a little bit funny. It's not... Altogether, that's funny, but it is entertaining. And so, there's my recommendation there: Bo Burnham, uh, Kanye Rant. Kanye, like Kanye West, Kanye Rant. And it's like a seven-minute YouTube video. It's not appropriate for kids. I think he says some choice words in there, so don't don't watch it with your kids around. But check it out, and and you know, just watch it from his perspective, especially the very tail end of that. I just kind of like it, and it's interesting, and cool. At any rate, uh, and if you and if you want to check out, if that inspires you to watch his new one, his new one on Netflix is called uh, Bo Burnham Inside, and it's just kind of a weird, uh, oddball but interesting look into the last year. Um, anyway, I think that's the end of the podcast, you guys. Um, I, I'm gonna, be, you know, try. I'm constantly trying to stay with it. I feel like, you know, I make this promise week in, week out, and then three weeks from now I'll pick up the microphone again and go back at it. But I just I feel like I want to have something to say. I want to have, you know, something interesting, a a unique perspective on something, you know. And and so often I go through life and I think, you know, I'm constantly looking for these things, but I don't know, I don't want to be one of these guys that just goes out and, like, churns it out. But maybe that's what people need. Maybe they just – maybe you'd rather have consistency where I'm – You know, something's always there for you. and It's not always fantastic. That that's the battle I have in my in my mind, because so much of success now is somebody just being consistent and just there like people start to rely on something which I see the benefit in that. Like, you know, I do it myself when I listen to podcasts. If if I look and there's not a new one on there, then I move on to the next show. And if I find a couple other shows that I love, then maybe i never go back to that old show. So I get it. I get it. I need to do better. And, and that is an important part. I guess there is an importance to being there and being new that's, that's almost as important as being novel and being and being great, okay? Not to say that every podcast I churn out is great, but I try. I try my best to make it something interesting and fun and invigorating for the listener. So I will do a better job. I will honestly try to do a better job uh, of like just focusing in on this, at least to get us to a hundred. Let's get to a hundred episodes because I have I've got a big guest lined up for the hundredth. Uh, he's already promised to do it. And I kind of have this uh, you know vision in my head of like once I do a hundred to just do big guests or monumental things and like try and churn those out still as often as I can, but just like shoot for the moon with these guests and like see if I can gain some momentum that way and like be invigorated about it myself because a uh, hundred 's a big number Hundreds a big number and, and we 're slowly inching our way there. I want to thank you guys for uh, sticking with me and sticking it out. I will let you know how the car turns out. In the meantime, get on nickhoff.com. Get those uh, tour tickets and tell some people about it. For the love of God, tell some people. I'm just trying to do a grassroots thing here. I need your help. Couldn't do it without you. I love you. I hope to see you soon. Stay safe. And I do. I do.